I get some of my most genius business ideas on walks, on the beach, or on the neighborhood, or on the treadmill. In fact, that's exactly where the idea for Top Tier found me. I was dripping sweat, lip syncing to big energy on Incline 10 at my little beach condo gym, and it was one of those intuitive hits that come so quickly you can barely open the Notes app fast enough. So my thumbs were typing furiously across my phone screen for about 15 minutes until it was all there perfectly laid out in front of me. What I'm about to share with you is that exact download that is now fully come to life. This is top tier, a space for powerful women with big ambitions and even bigger hearts who aren't here because it's trendy, but because it's part of their soul's mission to be a change maker, a truth teller, and community weaver. This is for the women who are a true embodiment of their work, living, breathing, being the message and creating incredible transformations for their clients along the way. It's for the women who know that just because you start small doesn't mean you have to stay there. For those who plan to be featured in magazines and top podcasts and sought after as keynote speakers on important stages to be interviewed by the best of the best or introduced as a New York Times best-selling author. This is not for the faint of heart. This is for the female titans who are ready to rise in this industry. So inside Top Tier, this is what you can expect. It is a four-month business mastermind with high-level mentorship and an all-inclusive immersion weekend trip here in South Florida with me. There's going to be weekly hot seat coaching calls for personalized guidance, eight high caliber business trainings, an intimate group chat for riffs, shares, sisterhood, and support, and a playlist of all brand new top tier meditations, visualizations, and reprogramming tracks, plus some other goodies that are still in the works for you guys. We're going to be covering things like backend organization and financial planning in your business, scaling to high six figures, building an uncopyable brand, my million dollar messaging formula, and creating drool worthy content, casting the long-term vision for your business and really building a business model that suits you and the direction you want to go in and the freedom that you desire, curating a six to seven figure product suite, stepping into your leader frequency and magnetizing high caliber clients and mastering your authority. And I know that entrepreneurship can get lonely sometimes, so we're kicking it up a notch with this mastermind and we're including an epic getaway weekend for us to all meet in real life, bond, become besties, learn, have fun, and up-level the fuck out of our businesses together. I am so excited for this. I have poured so much time, energy, love, and intention into this program, making it one of the most potent spaces I have ever created for business owners. If this is calling your name and you are ready to cultivate the mindset, sales strategy, marketing genius, and confidence to take you to the top of this industry, this is the room that you need to be in. So you can scroll down beneath this episode and click the link to apply now or head to samanthadaily.com slash top tier for more information. You can also find the link in my bio on Instagram and feel free to DM me if you have any questions. And if it's calling your name, don't wait as we are keeping this a really intimate, tight-knit group and spots are going to be first come, first serve. Once they're gone, they're gone. There are lots of coaches and entrepreneurs out there, but only a small percentage are top tier. Apply now. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. Welcome back to the show, Sam. It's been a little while. We love to do our Sam and Sam episodes, but your girls have been busy because we're out conquering the world and just doing cool shit. So we've we've, we've been a little busy, but we're back. We're going to jam on some stuff. Welcome back to Makeshift Happen. Thank you. It feels like home being on your show because it just it's like when you reunite with a best friend that you haven't seen in or talk to in forever and then you're back and you're like has time even passed you know like that's when you know like the friendship is just so fucking rock solid so I'm so glad to be back I love you I love your humans I love your show thanks for having me I know I love you too we were just saying we the last time we saw each other in person was 
a year ago. We went to Tony Robbins together last November, which is wild. Um, and I miss you. We need to hang out in person again I soon. Know. It feels like a crime. It feels like an actual crime that we have not touched skin. <laughs> that we have not rubbed up on each other in over a year. What is happening? I know. I know. Oh. So we gotta get we gotta get back in person. But uh, a lot has changed mm-hmm. in your life and my life over the last year. So I'm excited to kind of chat about like shifts in business and everything that's been going on for you. Um, yeah, I think like last year we had some episodes on the show where you were kind of sharing some of those like harder seasons in business. You were like really going through a lot of just like behind the scenes unraveling and figuring out what direction you wanted to go in. And I feel like recently you have like so stepped into your power and you are like, your energy is electric. You are attracting amazing clients left, right, and center. Your business is taking off. You've had like your highest cash months. Like things are really going well. So it's always exciting to get to kind of dig into like the behind the scenes of like what changed and like what allowed that to happen. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I remember um, just distinctly like our conversations from last year around this time where even like maybe maybe like 14 months ago, I would say, like I was in like a very tender, vulnerable season. And it was, I think just as somebody who's like a recovering, like, you know, everything's fine, like on the outside, like that was really fucking hard for me to share that side of me because I have been the person that's always had it all figured out, you know? And that was like, I would say that was my personal, like, own like rock bottom that I allowed myself to be seen in the rock bottom and that was really hard like I don't ever want to do that again to be honest like I really hope that that doesn't happen (laughs) but I also I hope that it does like give people hope to know especially with how quickly things have changed in like a really big way that truly you can turn any situation around And um, there is hope no matter where you are. Like, I really do hope that my story inspires everyone listening to just know that even if you feel like you're in, like you're never going to get out of the season of like what the fuckness that you're in. Like there is always, 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 always a way into what you want. And it might take longer than you think, or it might, you might make some delusional decisions, which that's definitely contributed to my success for sure. But um I do feel, I feel very proud of the version of me that let myself be seen in the pain and vulnerability and just like sharing the lessons of like, hey, you know, I know this isn't forever. Um, And yeah, it's cool to be here like pretty much a year later in a completely different energetic state. And then because of that, just the external is is shifting big time and has shifted big time. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about some of the things that you feel like have helped you change and shift out of that place of you know rock bottomness what the fuckness like the darkness of that stage of life and business and what felt so heavy to where you are now like when you look back and you kind of think of the the things that created the the biggest changes for you I'm sure one of them was actually owning that phase and like you said being vulnerable and allowing yourself to be seen in the struggle I'm sure that was like part of the healing but what else like stands out to you in terms of like the things that helped you get to where you are now? Yeah. So like maybe not even a month ago, a few weeks ago, I spoke on my first stage and it was in front of 60 women and it was amazing. Speaking on stage has been something that's been on my heart since, I don't know, since it's been a long time. And you've always, I will vouch for that, that you've always talked about that. Yeah. Like like, you have always said since I've known you for like several years, you've always said like, I'm going to speak on stages. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's kind of this like inherent knowing that I think everyone has, whether it's like, I'm going to be on stage one day or I'm going to write a book one day or whatever it is. Like, I think everyone has something like that. It could be related to business or career or relationship or whatever. Like there's, you see an example of something happening and you're like, I'm going to do that one day. There's part of you that knows that. And then there's also like a likely a big part of you that 
doesn't believe that and is like, how is that possible? And like doubts it all and whatever. And for a long time, the doubt and the like, how is it going to happen? And the like, one day far awayness, definitely 90%. That was my mindset. And 10% was like, I know I'm destined for more, you know? But so I spoke on the stage. It was my first like actual stage that I was on. I've done live events and experiences, but this was like a stage where I had a physical mic in my hands. And like, I, I went full send, like I blacked out, like it was amazing. You know, like at the end I was just, I was like crying in happiness and joy. And, but the reason why I shared this part is because in like, while I was on stage, the story I told was around the question you just asked, well, what changed? Like what actually changed? And so I had to do some like kind of deep soul searching. It's kind of like when you like, even like as a coach, right? You're like, well, how did I build a business? You know, and then you have to like extract all the knowledge and genius and try to organize it and like teach people. And I was asking myself, I'm like, well, what did I do? You know, huh? And so I was sitting down and I was getting clear on like, what were the things? And like the first piece, and this has really been what I've been really going hard on and teaching my clients is identity. I had to change who I was being and who I was showing up as and my identity and how I saw myself before anything changed. And to be honest, last year, I, um, I didn't see myself as a successful entrepreneur, even though I had created a successful business, which is really crazy. I didn't have the core identity of I'm a successful entrepreneur. I'm a, you know, highly sought after coach. Like I'm wealthy. I I actually didn't see any of that, which is kind of crazy. Like, I think this is, this is how, like, this is how people create a lot of money and then go broke because they don't actually have the core identity of wealth. Yeah. For me, it was the same thing. I created all this money. I created all this success, but I didn't have the core identity of wealthy or successful. And so what did I do? I sabotaged my success and I blew all my cash. So I didn't, cause I didn't have the identity of wealth. And so what I started to do is focus on self-concept or like law of assumption work, identity work, actually recoding my entire body and being to be like, okay, I know I'm supposed to do really, really fucking big things. I know that in my core. And I'm sure everyone listening has that feeling of there's this bigness, there's this fire, there's this moreness inside of them. And so I fast forwarded to my ideal self, like what what is my dream life, dream business, dream everything. And it was speaking on stages, bestselling author, changing like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives. Like I'm talking this big. And so I was like, okay, that version of me, how does she think about herself? It's not, I'm struggling. It's not what am I doing with my life? It's not, I don't know what I'm doing. And those are things I was telling myself last year, which is wild, you know? So I had to really be so hyper fucking intentional with everything I told myself, which I just started doing a shit ton of mirror work. I know I've talked on the show before about mirror work, but this was like mirror work next level. This was like me looking at myself literally eyes to eyes in the mirror and telling myself, you're a millionaire. Like you're a fucking millionaire. Like you're on stage. You are traveling the world with your best-selling book. Like you are impacting the lives of millions. Like I, I was literally affirming this every day, every morning without fail. I decided this is going to be my new practice. I started doing that. And because I started doing that, right? When you start telling yourself these things over time consistently, you start believing them, you know? And so I started going into this state of delusion of like, I'm like, yo, I'm a fucking millionaire. I'm a cash money millionaire. Like, I okay, let's be real. My bank account did not have $1 million in it, but I actually was telling myself and believing it in a delusional way that I was a cash billionaire. And because I'm a cash millionaire, that means I made a fuck ton of impact. You know, like it's not the money I'm after. It's really like me stepping into my most potential that I'm after. So I was like, I... And I just kept seeing it. I kept seeing the million dollars in the bank. I kept seeing the stages. I would just do this every day. I still do this every day. So it was actually seeing myself in the identity of it already being done, like basic like manifestation, but like 
it's like, it's almost like I hadn't taken all of my manifestation practices and applied them to the identity in my business. I kind of separated the external with who I was being. And so that was a main change. It was mirror work, identity, and actually being delusional and seeing myself as like I, I was seeing the DMs of women in my my inbox, like, oh my God, I want a book. I want to hire you. I want to blah, 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 before it happened. There was nobody in my DMs, okay? I'm going to be real. There was nobody in my fucking DMs. Like randomly, you know, randomly here and there. I wasn't launching. So I was like, all right, got to start launching shit. You know, got to start selling things. What am I doing? You know, uh, my my routines. I started walking around being like, I'm hot shit. Now this does take the delusion <laughs> you know i'm like yo i'm a bad bitch they come in for this uh uh you know like you know me like i'm just like all of in my feels like i'm like yo i'm feeling myself i feel good so i'd be, i was working out i was taking care of myself so i felt better in my body and because i felt better in my body i felt better in life and i could actually get behind this delusional version of me who like you know i was kind of like all right if like Tony Robbins, Nicki Minaj, Brene Brown, uh, Abraham Hicks had a baby, that would be me. All four of them. Yeah, all four of them just go crazy. They pop out a, a child. That's me, bitch. You know? And I was like, okay, that's actually who I know my highest self to be. So I have to show up as her without any single external result happening. Because that's not how it works. You know, we have to be it first. Yeah. That level of delusion most people cannot sustain and hold Mm -hmm. like you have to hold the energetic line this is what i've realized this is the actual work for every single entrepreneur it is how delusional how much faith and action can you take without their evidence of your reality showing up i will tell you right now this is like god if there was a million dollar code to be had like this is what i want to give your people is like you have to this is not an this is not an option. You have to have this level of delusion, which typically means you have to change your environment. Uh, your the people around you have to also support this delusion, because if you have people, partners, you're in friend circles that don't get it and don't contribute to the delusion with you, and they're also doing the delusional thing, you it's really hard to hold that energetic line. You know, because any comment will spiral you into scarcity. Any comment will spiral you into air quotes reality. And so, yeah, I'll kind of end it there for now for this point. But like identity, delusion, radical self-belief and looking at myself and being like, remember who the fuck you are, bitch. Like you are epic. Stop playing. Like stop telling yourself lies of you don't know where you can no like l- drop your fucking victim struggle identity drop that shit it's unattractive quit it be the hot rich bitch you know you are and show up like that you know and then i was like just feeling myself and showing up as her mm. it's so interesting because this is like the foundation of so much of the work that we do but you see it like come back around in like deeper ways and like you are asked to embody it even more than you ever have before like as you continue to grow in your journey as a human as an entrepreneur because it's like you knew all of these things yeah you know like you knew about this work you knew about manifestation you knew about mirror work you knew about like identity and beliefs like we know and a lot of people listen the point is that a lot of people listening to this you know about this stuff especially if you've been listening to the show you know about limiting beliefs you know about mindset work you know about all these tools but there is something that really shifts and I feel like this big change for you and your business and you know, things really taking off for you and starting to speak on stages and high cash months and, you know, clients showing up in your inbox and people just finding you and saying, Hey, I want to work with you going from, you know, where you were in this like dark place of, is this ever going to work? Like, I don't know what's happened. You blew all your money. You're like feeling like a failure to go from that to this is the proof of like what happens when you actually take these tools that we know about and you fucking use them. And you really just like go in with them because I think there's so many people that love to know about things on a surface level. We watch the TikToks, we listen to the podcast, but it's like, 
are you so deep in it that it's actually shifting your reality? Yeah. And even I think for myself, like I could even go like deeper in my own practices, you know, because it's so easy once you've done it once, you're like, sweet, like I'm good now. Like my life is good now. My business is going well. Like, and you forget the power of really going all in on those things. And it, like, I think for a lot of people, like same for you, it's like, you almost have to get to a place where you feel like there's no other option. Like they're like, I don't know what to do. Like, God, give me a sign. Like, what the fuck? Like you kind of have to be in that place of what the fuckness of like desperation almost to be like, all right, I guess I'm going to do mirror work every day. And I guess I'm going to work out every day. And I guess I'm just going to tell myself I'm a bad bitch every day. But like the point is for everybody listening to this, you could make that decision today, even if things are already going well for you, right? It doesn't really matter what point you're at, but I love how this story just kind of like signifies and underscores the idea of what we already know to be true is that this stuff is so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I have goosebumps as I, as I like hear you speak, because it is like, I think with anything, the shift you have to make is so simple that it feels like it's too good to be true. There's no way me looking in the mirror and calling myself a millionaire and a bad bitch is going to change my life. Like, because that's what I bet people listening are thinking in their heads. There's just no way. There's no way dancing every day. Also, I will add as a caveat, I really focused heavily on movement, especially dance, especially getting out of my head. I talk about, I mean, we've talked about this a lot, but this is like one of the main modalities in which I feel like I manifest is through dancing. And so like just what an easy practice to get out of your head and to get back into the truth of your body, which is your power. And it's so easy to see, you know, oh, the TikToks are, oh, she's dancing on her story. That's cute. It's like, but do you know why? Do you know why I'm dancing and twerking on my story? Like I'm not doing this for attention. I'm not doing this for any other reason other than because It's easy to spiral into doubt and what if and blah, blah, blah and the bullshit because that is our brain's conditioning, you know, like that's actually how we're wired is to be in fear. Like we are. So by choosing personal development, by choosing fucking lot of money, by choosing big impact, that is going against every single mechanism that your brain is wired to like use to keep you safe and small and comfortable. Nobody listening to the show wants to stay safe and small and comfortable. They want big, they want expansive, they want growth, but it requires you to understand that, okay, yes, you want that, but there's also some part of you that doesn't want that because it's new, because it's uncomfortable, because you're fucking scared of the unknown and you have to change your relationship to the unknown And also to this kind of delusional way of living and existing, which is your vibration fucking matters, you know? And if you are showing up on your Instagram stories or whatever you're doing and you're feeling like shit and you don't believe good things about yourself, subconsciously, people are picking up on that. But when you're in your power, when you're in that knowingness of you're a bad bitch, you're enough, you are great at the things you're great at. You're a master of what you know. So like there's there's no, like you can't convince me that you're not a master of what you already know. Like that's what you should be talking about. Like that is the jam, right? When you show up and own what you do know and you, you're like, I know this. Of course I do. Of course I can help people with this. Of course I can show up and talk about this because you have evidence. There's no reason to not be confident. You show up in that. There's no imposter syndrome. There's no doubt because you know you can help people do that thing, you know? And so that is how I started showing up, dancing, talking about really owning what it was that I know. And I think for a lot of the listeners, it's like, You don't have to do anything different except realize and remember who the fuck you are. Make a list of all the things you already know, right? Write down in your fucking journal what topics could you go ham on? 
There's so many things. Stop selling things you aren't embodied in yet. Start teaching and sharing from what you already know one day at a time. And really those micro steps every day, a choice to wake up every day, look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself you're a bad bitch, tell yourself, keep going, tell yourself. I look at myself in the mirror, Sam, still, I did it yesterday. And I'm like, Oh my God, I am literally obsessed with you. I want to work with you. How can I give you my credit card? Take my entire life savings because I'm obsessed. I just tell myself everything I want to hear in the DMs and then I swear to God, it comes true. It's so wild. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I also love that you keep you keep referencing like remember who the fuck you are. I have a, um, I have a reprogramming track in my top tier mastermind that's literally called remember who the fuck you are. <laughs> Of course. I think I really like it's so real that like that will solve a lot of your problems in entrepreneurship is like just being able to have something that like gets you back into that energy of like remembering who the fuck you are. And again, like we know these things. We know that your energy matters. We know that like attracts like. We know that your frequency and your vibration is important to what is going to come into your life. But exactly to your point, it's like people think that it's too good to be true. Like that that's not enough. And I think obviously action is involved, right? But what I also want to point out is that by you starting with this work that helped reawaken that sense of like confidence and knowing what you know and trusting yourself and believing that these things were going to happen even before they did, that is the base to which you can build action upon. Because if you try to do the action first, most of that action is coming from scarcity. It's coming from doubt. It's coming from, all right, well, I need to make more money to then prove to myself that I'm a good entrepreneur, to prove to myself that my business isn't tanking. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to message these people or I'm going to show up on stories or do whatever. But to your point, the energy then is of desperation. It's of scarcity and people can subconsciously feel that. So then it doesn't attract the result that you actually want. So you do, you have to go back to these basics. You have to build that foundation of reestablishing your highest energetic frequency. And then from there, you can show up and start to take action from that place of like expansiveness and like bigness. And when you are showing up on your stories, you could be saying the same exact thing, but you are in a different energy and people can feel that. Yeah. What, you know, like as you were saying that, I'm like, okay, I want to share like a little hack, a little thing that really shifted for me. So like a lot of, I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are coaches or, um, you know, they're doing this type of work in the world, whether you're a coach or a speaker, podcaster, whatever, you have something to contribute, you have something to say and share. And so there was a, there was a point, um, that I remember telling you about last year where I was like, yo, the coaching industry fucking sucks, like blah, blah, blah. I was like really just not vibing with it. And I I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, what is this vibe? I realized I was just following people that made me really ick. And I was like, this is fucking gross that you are like (laughs) acting like this, basically. You know, like, ugh, you know, it was just this like, you're operating so much from like ego and like just not this place that I want to be operating from. And I kind of, there was a part of me that thought I had to be that way if I wanted to really create the impact and success I wanted. And I was just like, I remember telling you, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to be a homesteader. I'm just going (laughs) to chill on my goddamn farm with with my van and Kurt and we're going to hang out, you know? But I also inherently knew that that wasn't like, yes, do I want to like have a bunch of land and do that? Yes. It just wasn't my full truth. And so what I started playing with, um, maybe, maybe like a few months ago is I've always been somebody who's loved music. Like I, music and me, I used to watch like music videos since I was a kid. Like I would be in, we would be playing like, um, Oh God, I'm trying to think like Mariah Carey and like all the like OG, like female artists. My mom would put it on the TV, like Savage Garden, like what? Like all these like old artists. I'd be playing these songs and I'd be in the living room, five years old, dancing, just watching the music videos. And there was something I was so enamored with performers I myself have always been a performer, whether it was, you know, sports or I was on stage acting and dancing, danced for 15 years, you know, I love the stage. I really do. And what I realized is like, okay, I started being drawn to music again earlier this year. And 
more specifically, um, when you go on Spotify, you know how at the top of the Spotify, like the artist, like you see their like cover photo, like whatever, whether it's like one photo or a few of them. I was like, you know what's really fascinating about like really top performing artists is they don't give a fuck. Like they really are who they are. They make the music. They're not like all smiley and like, hey guys, like love me. You know, there's like this unbothered, unhinged, like, you know, like wet ass pussy on the fucking radio. You know, like they just, they don't, they don't fucking care. And I'm like, I need more of that energy in my life. Like, I really want to embody more of this, like, don't give a fuck energy where I'm not trying to prove anything because I already know I'm enough, right? So, like, for everyone listening, it's like, imagine, imagine you're an artist. Imagine you're going on the fucking billboard, like, top global hits on Spotify. How, and you already made it, like, your song already hit number one. How are you showing up on your page you are not showing up like, you know, yeah, like, like you're not showing like up. Me. Um. Yeah, you're showing up like I'm fucking good. And if you don't think I am, you can leave my page. You know, it's like this unbothered, like I really like just really this ownership of how great you are. And this, again, also goes against everything, especially as women that we've been taught is don't take up too much space. Don't brag. Be humble. Stay quiet. Like I'm like over here, like fuck that shit. Like you gotta be a goddamn lighthouse. Like if we, I've been studying this woman. Um, you know the song "Greedy" by Tate McRae. Yeah, like it's like number one right now, right? So I've been studying her. I, I sent a message to my mastermind earlier this year before she blew up. I was like, guys, you gotta listen to this woman. She's going to blow up. There was something about her. I knew it. She just had this like bad bitch, like don't give a fuck energy. Her words really like, I don't know, it was very catchy. What happens? She goes number one, right? And I'm like, what is it about her? So I'm, I'm, I follow her on Instagram. I watch all her stories. I'm like, she's in like a hockey jersey. The fuck is she doing? Like, I don't even know what's happening here, but I like men's boxers. Yes. Doing like, doing whatever. Yeah, her like famous like leg thing that she does because she was a dancer. Right, right. So there is this very unapologetic, like I'm hot shit. And also I love you guys. You're the best fans. Like we're going to the moon together thing, you know? And I'm like, hold up. That is what was fucking me over is I was seeing myself. And I want to encourage you guys listening, like, Stop seeing yourself as like just a coach, just a fill in the blank. I want you to see yourself as a global sensation. I want you to see yourself as a fucking artist, not just air quotes, a coach. Yes, you may coach and also you're more than that. And you actually have to take up and embody way more energy and power and space than air quotes, just a coach. Because that I think that title can feel really constricting for a lot of people because they feel like, but I feel like my mission is so much bigger. It's like, yeah, it is. So you have to actually expand your identity. I now see myself as a coach, a mentor, a speaker, a podcaster, and also a global fucking entity. Am I am I globally traveling the world speaking yet? No, but it's yet. I know it's happening. Of course it's happening. And so I'm just embodying that energy right now. And again, this is delusion. So I'm like, what if I'm the next Tate McRae? Now, I'm not going to try to sing. That's not my thing. But I'm talking about her energy. Part of why I think she blew up is because she is radiant. She owns the fucking shit out of her music. She shows up and, like, puts three words in the caption. And she's like, you know, come get it. Like, if you watch her music videos or her little, like, reels, she's all up in the camera, like... Like, hey, daddy, you know, like there's this like, come get me like I'm well, even good. If you, even if you kind of like dissect it, because she's had some other like good songs that have taken off yep. as well. But like Greedy has been like huge for like weeks and weeks and weeks. There's so many, you know, there's all kinds of remixes of it, like slowed down, sped up, reverbed. Like it's all over TikTok. It's all over Reels. Like it's 
all over everywhere. And if you even just like dissect the lyrics of it, it's like, I would want myself. Yes. It's that that unapologetic, like I am who I am and I'm fucking amazing. Yeah. And that is magnetic to people because so many people want to feel that. That's the energy that they want to have in their lives. So to see a woman like owning it and you know speaking it out loud and then having the the visuals and the music video like pair with that like you said of like being all up in the camera and just like knowing that you're hot shit people want everybody wants that everybody wants to feel that way so they love the song yeah I mean it just it speaks to exactly what you're saying of like being delusional being unapologetic believing that you're hot shit like it does a lot for you Oh, yeah. And it's, she talks about in the context of men, right? Because she, if you listen to the song, it's all about like her, like the guy not choosing her and whatever. And it's being like, fuck that. Like I would want myself. And it's like in the context of business, if we're going to use business, we can use it in relationships too. But if we're going to talk about it in the context of business and entrepreneurship, don't wait for people to pay you. Don't wait for clients to come to you. Choose your fucking self. And then when you choose yourself, clients come to you, people pay you. Like, it's like, we, we got it twisted. You know, you have it twisted. You're thinking when this happens, then I can finally believe I'm enough. When this happens, then I can choose myself and see myself as successful. It's like, nah, 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 homie. No, you have to go be the delusional one who looks at the mirror and says, yo girl, what up? Hey, and see and remember, cause it is a remembrance of who the fuck you are before the world told you to be small, to play it safe, to hide, to shrink yourself, you know? And this is like, this is a lot of shadow work. You know, this is a lot of reclaiming parts of you that you've denied yourself of. And this is a lot of the work that I've been really going hard with my clients on. It's like, dude, their business is exploding, not even from business work. Their business is exploding from who they're being from, oh, them remembering that, you know, I have a client who she felt bad about being a know-it-all as a kid. So she pretended like she didn't know all the things. We reclaim that part. What is she doing? She's going fucking starting YouTube channels, sharing what I'm like, oh shit, her business is popping. It's like reclaiming your no, you know, setting boundaries. It's reclaiming the sensual, sexual part of yourself. This is a huge one for women because they feel so gross or not comfortable in their body. And it's like, oh, we've we've repressed so much. And it's time to like reclaim those parts and like see your beauty and like be intimate with yourself. And I think this is a lot of the work I've done because that's my background, you know, teaching fitness and nutrition and body image and body confidence. And it's funny how it's all playing a role full circle of you know, I, as a kid, I didn't grow up fully being seen. Like I remember, I remember you posted about this on your page, like having parents that loved you and saw you and all this. And I love my parents to death. They, they, they're amazing. And I, I have so much gratitude for them. And I also, I think was a very, uh, maybe I don't want to say needy, but maybe needy child. I needed a lot of attention. And even if I was a parent, I probably wouldn't have wanted to give me all the attention I wanted, but like, because I didn't get everything I, in my mind, needed, I did go into adulthood not feeling seen and hiding, mm-hmm. you know? And I think a lot of people can relate to this of like, wow, I didn't actually ever feel fully, fully seen or appreciated or celebrated for the parts of me that maybe were really expressed. And it's like, oh, can you like go back and reparent those and like bring them to the surface and fucking love on them? Because what I realize is, I love attention. I'm a fucking attention whore. So are you, Sam. That's why we fucking do this thing. We love attention. We love the spotlight. We've both grown up, you know, in competitive dance environments on stages. I dabbled in uh, theater in high school. Like I wanted to just do anything that was performing. I was a cheerleader, competitions. Like it was all just like look at me bullshit. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, some people can cringe at that, but like, there's a lot of people that want that so badly. Like there's, they just, oh, they're just like, oh my God. You know, they say they don't want it. Some people say they don't want it, but they really do. And it's like, (laughs) can I just say like, it feels so good and so fun to just be like, hi, you know, like to be, to have that much attention and that much love. It might not feel comfortable at first but once you allow it and you normalize it and you allow yourself to receive it and make it like 
wow, this feels so good having so many eyes on me, having so much love for everything I'm doing. Like you realize like, damn, this is, this is so cool that like, I'm getting so much out of this. And so are, so is my community, you know? And as you grow, like you have to be seen, like you have to be visible. Like visibility is literally like numero uno for creating the business success, the life that you want. This makes me think about um, Kim Kardashian because there are a lot of people in the world that are like good at being famous and there's a lot of people that are like not good at being famous and you've seen this play out a million times. You know, it's like, okay, I guess they didn't have the, they didn't truly have the identity for the fame that they got and then it freaked them the fuck out or they went crazy or they sabotaged it or like we see that all the time, right, with celebrities. And then someone like Kim Kardashian who is always always owned the fact that she wanted to be famous that Mm. she wanted to be seen they'll show like home videos of her when she was like 11 12 years old on keeping up with the kardashians um obviously these are home videos so way before they ever had a show but they'll they'll air them on the show of her being like my name is kim kardashian and i'm gonna be famous (laughs) and like she's always she's always owned it she's always said that and so she thrives in that environment and they they you know they have conversations between her and her sisters and a lot of them are like i wasn't meant to be famous and i don't like this life and she's like oh my god like i love it and it, it just like you can just see the difference like she became a billionaire. She has all these companies. She's in all these different spaces. She's acting now. She hosted SNL. Like she yeah. is that really like diverse person that thrives in fame. I think in a large part because she's always been willing to own the fact that she wants and enjoys the visibility. And you hear like behind the scenes stuff about her that she's like a very amazing person to work with. She's super gracious. She always says hi to all of her fans. Like she signs everything. She's super patient because she wants that life. And so I think, you know, if you translate it to a business sense, it's like, do you actually want the thing that you Mm. keep saying that you want. And if you do, then just fucking own it because you'll be amazing at it. Yeah. 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 When, when you were talking about Kim K, I'm like, oh yeah. Like, of course it makes sense. Cause not everyone's made for the spotlight, you know, like truly, like I even think about like Kurt, my fiance, he, I always remember at the beginning of like, bringing him kind of into my platform a little, I'm like, babe, like let's do some videos. Like he's like, no, I'm like, why? It'll be so fun. Like, blah, blah. He's like, <sighs> like, okay, we'll do one, you know? And like, he'll, he'll make an appearance here or there. But I've realized like, oh, there's some people like that's not their thing, you know? But then there is people. And I think a lot of those people are attracted to you and me who are like, no, big visibility, big being seen, want to take up the space, like really want it. And you just gotta fucking own that and like really embrace the cringe that can come with that from people in your past, people from high school, people from college, family, anyone who just either doesn't get it, thinks you're crazy, like whatever. It doesn't matter because like no matter what, you have to go to bed with yourself at the end of the night and it's like, are you being who you really want to be? Like, can you just own that? Like not everyone's going to get it, but they're the people that support you and like ride for you and think it's fucking dope and like your mentors. It's like, I think this is one of the other keys for me in like this transformation over the past year has been like being in rooms with other delusional people who are really doing big shit. And like now I'm calling forward these people who are like, I want to be on stage. Like not, I want to, I will be on stage. I know I'm on stage. I'm writing books. Like it's, it's, there's a level of bigness that now, because I've owned, I'm, I'm magnetizing all these like people that are like, yes, I'm coaching. And like, I actually want to be famous, not from a place of vanity and fame, but from a place of there's so much in me, there's bigness, there's magnitude, there's like, I have a lot of energy in which to share. I have a lot of creativity. Like, I know I'm not supposed to just be on this like Instagram app. Like, no, it's so much bigger than that. And having these conversations with them, I'm like, permission slip. You want to be on my stage? You want to be on my stage? Let's fucking have you on my stage. Because I'm telling you right now, we're in what? November of 2023, like I am hosting a 1,000 per, person event live 
Do I know how? No. Do I know exactly when? No. But it's happening. And I'm claiming that. And I'm like, I just And I'm going to be there. Yeah. Fucking Sam is speaking on the stage. So come you guys, come <laughs> fucking through. It's going to be like dance party meets somatic healing, meets embodiment, meets business, meets money, meets everything you ever fucking wanted. And like, I'm like, wait, this is actually what I wanted. I was just not in the arena of thinking that big. Now I'm in the arena. I'm working with two mentors right now personally who one who's hosting big ass live events the other one who's making boatloads of dinero out her butt from showing up unapologetically online and not being afraid to share her wins and fuck it with the haters whatever like this is the goddamn truth and i'm like that actually is really brave it's really brave to book an event space without a single ticket sold. It's really brave to announce that you just made a million dollars in sales in 12 days. It's really, you know, because there's like, I already know she's had people, both of them come at her like, this is, this isn't real. Like, let me see the receipts. You know, she's like, I'll show you the fucking receipts. And with the other mentor, like, she's like, I know I'm going to sell this event out because of how much conviction and faith I have. And just even being in that, this energy of both of these two very different mentors, but they have this level of radical delusion and self-belief, which means their energy is the driver behind all their actions. They're showing up not from a place of, do you want this? But like, yo, this thing is fucking amazing. It's like, I know you want this. Yeah. It's not, it's exactly, it's like, there's this knowingness of, it's just a matter of time. If you're watching my stories and you haven't hired me yet, it's just a matter of time because I'm not stopping and I know how good this is. And it's like, that can be really triggering to people, but also, dude, this is how we collapse time and create massive amounts of wealth impact. Well, from the inside out too, like it has to start from within and there's just nothing better than feeling like, yo. I did remember who the fuck I was. And now look, you know, remember, look in the mirror, tell yourself, remember, it is a true remembrance of just. I always think about like (sighs) how lucky people are to get to work with me now because like someday, like, like they'll be like, oh my God, I worked worked with her like at the start of her business. (laughs) And like now she's like this big, I'm like, you guys are so lucky. Like these prices are literally so low. Like you don't even know like what is about to happen. Like you're literally so lucky to get this experience right now and it's true yeah like if you can get yourself to believe that like you move differently and I just want to circle back to this point because we've been talking about delusion a lot throughout this episode and you kind of mentioned like being able to move in delusion like how long can you sustain that before there's actual physical proof and the fact of the matter is that people when the physical proof isn't showing up they like fall out of the delusion they're like oh maybe I should just be more realistic or maybe this isn't meant for me or this isn't a safe idea and so exactly as you're saying like you're in these rooms you're in mentorship and masterminds and you're in these spaces and you have taken delusional action in terms of investing in your business on high levels like before you're there yet yep and that's part of the delusion and also it's the thing that allows you to sustain the delusion as you're saying like because you're surrounded by all these people that are like fuck yeah you are you're like I'm gonna host an event and the next person is like I'm gonna make a million dollars in a week and you're like okay you know, now my shit feels fucking small but like let's go you know so like I cannot emphasize enough how much that has changed things for me in my life as well of like get in the fucking room you don't realize how expensive it is to be sitting out You sitting out is the most expensive thing. It's the biggest cost to your journey, to your success moving forward of counting yourself out and waiting until you have more clients, until you have more money, until you have more followers, until you have more whatever to be like, then I will do it. That is the biggest cost that you will ever incur in your business because it's preventing you from getting where you actually want to go. One million percent. Like, and I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't know a single entrepreneur that's gotten the level of success, like gotten to the level of success, whether they, you want to say that's the six figure mark, the seven figure mark, the fucking eight figure mark, the ho- the live events, the global podcast, whatever it is. There's not a single person on planet earth that is not invested heavy amounts of money to get to where they are. Like period. It is actually a non-negotiable, like without fail, because you 
like you said, it is more expensive to not get yourself in the room. When you're in the room and everyone is talking about all their big goals and dreams and they're making it happen, they're not just saying it, they're actually taking the goddamn action. It lights a fire under your ass, right? It actually activates you to, to do the thing that you've been saying you were going to do, you know? And it's like, if only everyone could hear this episode, I feel like this piece, like this is, I would say the grand finale of what's changed for me is like, I stopped buying into my own goddamn bullshit. Stop buying into your own bullshit of, I don't have the money. I don't have the clients. Guess what? Get a fucking credit card. Get a business loan. Figure that shit out. I literally had clients sell goddamn cars to work with me, come on retreats, come into experiences. They don't give a fuck. They know how valuable it is. I, I There's so many stories of this being true. I remember even when we went to Tony Robbins, like the people that like, sold fucking everything so they could get in that room. Guess what, guys? If your vision matters enough, you will figure it out and be a resourceful, resourceful AF. And we're not talking about the people that were like sitting in the chairs at Tony Robbins. We're talking about the people that were on the fucking stage. The people that were now speakers at Tony Robbins event were the people that said, I sold my car to come to this like five years ago, 10 years ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. And I I had to get real with myself because I think at the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, I was like so down to invest a shit ton of money. Like I was just like, let's go. Let's go. I'm in. I had a thousand dollars in my bank account. I'm like 20K mastermind. Let's go. Okay, cool. Then I, I got a little like, I think, and I think this is kind of a normal, typical journey. Then a lot of entrepreneurs, after they do that first scary thing, they're like, ah, I'm going to kind of reel it back a little. That's mm-hmm. where you get fucked. That's where you pull, you pull out. You pull out. No, you got to stay plugged in. It is so easy to buy the bullshit of your own mind. And honestly, like the rooms that I'm in and also the rooms I'm, I created and the rooms you create, I know they are literally here to be life insurance, a fucking life insurance policy for your dream. Okay. Mm -hmm. How much is that worth to you? If your dream, if your vision actually matters to you, There is no way in hell that you're not going to put a goddamn life insurance policy on it. Sorry. Like, it's just, that's a non-negotiable, like, that's a duh, you know? So many people are sitting on, should I invest? Should I not invest? Maybe I'll buy another $1,000 course. Maybe I'll, guys, guys, like. We're over it. (laughs) We're so over the smallness. Like, get yourself in the fucking room. And I'm not saying this to like I say this from embodiment like yeah like there is a lot of money going out right now but I know I'm investing for the business I want some of you are investing for the business you have not the business you're building that's your issue you have to period make some of these delusional decisions but also back it with action you can't just like invest 30k and then be like okay where's the money no 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 you invest in this space that activates you and lights a fire in your ass, and then you take the action. Two, it's not just like you pay and then you're like, ah, no, there's, you're activating your next level by saying yes, by investing money through the experience. Like you're the one that's responsible for your results. And I feel like for me, I just really use money and mentorship and coaching as a way to hold me accountable to the big things I say I'm going to do. You know, it's so easy to just not do that in your own head. But when you're, you say it in the chat, when you tell your peers, like you, you now you can't get out of it. Cause they're going to be like, Hey, how's that book coming along? Hey, how's that 1000 person event that you told us about that one time? You know, like it's, it, it is, it's so interesting how like your perception of what needs to get done or what's possible it shifts when you're in one of those environments where there is, and it's, it doesn't even, it's not even like you need someone to like hold your hand and be like, okay, I'm going to make sure that you did your work and that you're posting consistently on Instagram. But it's like, that happens inevitably on its own because you're like, fuck, like I'm in this space where I've decided like I've got to grow here and I've invested in it and I have skin in the game. So it just like 
automatically happens. And like we said earlier, when you're in that energy, it becomes easier to take the actions because your identity is different now. That was a huge thing for me. As soon as I invested big in my business, I was like, I guess this is who I am now. Like, I guess I really have to be a serious fucking business owner. And like, this is my full-time job now. Like, there's no way out. Like, I guess I just got to saddle up and like be this person. And that changes the way that you move. And you don't even realize it. You 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 don't even realize that like the actions you were taking before were so much smaller but it was just because the energetic state that you were in was equivalent to like what you were able to produce from that place so yeah I think this is a really important conversation for like even it doesn't even matter where you are in your life but like this is the foundation of how you change your life how you amplify everything that you have, how you alchemize what you've been through and turn it into something powerful, how you get from where you are to where you want to go. It's everything that we've spoken about in this episode, the foundational identity work, the mirror work, the mindset stuff, which is why I love, like I have one-on-one clients who are like, Sam's my business mentor, but she's also like my life coach because Mm -hmm. like that's the thing is like your humanness is the thing that prevents your business from growing. It's not like... you most of the time it's not, oh, you need a new strategy or like something. It's like what's happening within you as a human that's blocking you from being able to be in that like powerful state so that you can unlock the next level of your business. So yeah, Yeah. business is personal. Business is so fucking personal. And it's like time to break the narrative of like, oh, it's like all this like professional. No, business is fucking personal. What's going on in your relationships, in your you know physical body, in your friendship group and how you're eating, how you're treating yourself, what you're allowing into your life, your standards, your relationship with money, everything. It is all impacting your ability to show up powerfully. And it's like the same thing. It's so funny. Like I think a lot of my clients are like, um, you're like my empowerment and my business and my life and my fucking money activator. And you just light a fire in my ass and you're this. And you know, it's, it's like, great. Like, I'm glad I can be all those things for you. But the main thing that my people come to me for is power is I want to be more powerful. I want to be in my power. I want to be unapologetic. Like I really want to show the F up. And it's like, yeah, these these practices, like, yes, this. This is the core of so much. There's obviously so much more, but this is the core. And it takes practice. And it, re- it requires somebody reflecting back to you, like, hey, you're, you're playing into your smallness here. What? Like, what? You know, like, no. Like, bigger, bigger. Go bigger. Like, is that really all you want? You want more, don't you? Can we just claim that? Can we just own it? Why are you saying, I want to make my next few hundred dollars? I want to make a a 2K. Come on, guys. 2K? What the hell? Can we go bigger? You don't have to know how, but can we go bigger? Can we set bigger goals? Some of you are scared to set goals because you're not going to meet them. That is a really shitty approach to setting goals. You've got to set these big ass goals because guess what? When you set the biggest goal and maybe you only hit half, it's probably 10 times as big as the thing that you were like being realistic about. Yeah. Yeah. I always say that too, because I was so expanded um, in when I was in the queendom, uh, we had to like state our income goal for the year at the start. And there was people that were like a million, two million. And I was like, oh shit, I better like raise mine. (laughs) So then I like was forced to kind of like raise it from peer pressure, but then it helped me get even closer to that. Even if you still miss the goal, because you set it higher, you like end up getting further than you would have if you had set the lower goal. And to be honest, if we're just being really real, I think that I probably could have made a million dollars in my business six to 12 months before I actually did if I had been in mentorship that year. But I pulled out, as we were talking about, thinking like, okay, I've invested enough. I just want to like, you know, do things on my own. And I think in certain seasons, like there's value in that. But I do think that I, you know, I didn't have that same fire underneath me of like yeah. more, bigger, better, let's go. And so I was just left to my own devices. So I think that I probably could have done a lot more if I had been plugged in. Same Z's. I mean, we talked about that. I was like, uh, there's a direct correlation between my income and how much I was investing. Like, holy yeah. shit. And I will actually personally, I've I've made a decision. Like, I will actually never go a day without mentorship again. Like, there's just no way. Because if I'm going to do the things I say I'm going to do, like, I'm going to get in my own way. I'm a human. Why would I? Then I would, I feel like that's such a big risk for my people too. Like, if I'm asking all these people to invest and like jump in and be all in, I got to be all in. 
you know, and I'm really focusing on being the living embodiment of going big. I am literally in like the edgiest, most uncomfortable place I've ever been in, but I feel so alive and I know I'm it's holding me into mm-hmm. the the level and it's happening. It's happening in real time. The business is fucking exploding. Clients like I'm like my clients are exploding. Everything is changing. It's so cool and it was by realizing you need to be plugged in. Plugged in. Like not sitting on the bench, plugged the fuck in. Yeah. I love that. We're going to we're going to end it there because mic drop. Fucking boom. <laughs> Boom get roasted. In get in the room. Get plugged in. Stop playing small. Yep. Let's come to my one thousand person event when uh, I host it and Sam's on stage and we're just you <laughs> just we're just vibing. igniting. Yeah, we're lighting fires in your butts. Yeah, it's gonna be um, twerking mixed with business advice. <laughs> oh my! Could it get much better than that? Like you guys are gonna be fucking rich from shaking your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thanks for coming on the show, Sam. It's always fun to have you on. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure that you take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, tag us. If this lit a fucking fire under, if you feel, if you feel excited, if you feel motivated, let us know and also send it to someone else that you want to feel this feeling of like, all right, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to get serious. I can do this. You feel powerful right now after listening to this conversation, share that energy with somebody else. Copy the link to this episode, send it to them. Let them know that you were thinking of them and you want them to feel lit the fuck up as well. We love you guys. Everything will be in the show notes. If you want to connect with Sam, make sure that you go follow her and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.